The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show, and we are 50 short days from our preseason opener against the 49ers. Yeah, the Niners across the bay. Well, we're almost there, folks, so without further ado, let's get on to show 198. Yeah, yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oaktown. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Raider Nation, Raider Nation. Hey, we got the Raider Nation celebration. It's coming up quick, folks. August 10th, before you turn around, be there. Show the team you care. Be in the stands. It's cheap. I think it's only 10 bucks. They got food. They got beer. They got all kinds of stuff. They got autograph signings. You know, Rod Martin's usually there. There's a lot of Raider uh, legends that are there. So check it out. Um, get on in there, the cheerleaders. And you get to see the team. It's a neat thing, too. Uh, another aspect of the Raider Nation celebration I want to mention, too, really quickly, is that you get an opportunity to check out every seat in the house. So if you're thinking of going to a game, you're in the Bay Area at that time, uh, check out the Raider Nation celebration. At the very least, man, represent. Get in there and show the players that we care. And like I said, man, you can check out the seats, the view from all over, so you have an idea when you buy tickets where the hell you're going to be and where your ass is going to be. More the point. Okay, today's show is going to be Javon Frickin' Walker. I'll talk about it in a minute. All the words are coming, flowing too fast to my mouth. You can tell. OTA highlights. OTA highlights, we're going to talk about camp. We're going to talk a little bit about what's really been going on. An observation from one Raider fan. Um, could be, maybe, sounds pretty doggone true. And uh, it's going to paint a different picture, I think, for the fans. And, of course, we're going to hit the boon line. <laughs> and you guys are the bomb. Keep hitting that line, man. I love hearing you guys get on that phone line. 1-800-620-7181. Encourage your friends, your neighbors, your neighbors' wives. Whatever it takes, get on the phone line. Throw us a bone, will ya? I ain't kidding. I am pumped for the upcoming season. You know, our record could be uh, anything. Just the fact that we get to see the Raiders on the field will be awesome. Let's not forget, at the end of the show, we'll do the Raider Nation's comments forum section. Of course, there's some great stuff in there. Okay, here we go. I want to walk you home. Let me walk you home. I want to walk you home. Let me walk you home. You look so good to me. Ooh, Javon freaking Walker. That's all we needed, Raider Nation. That's all we needed. It was quiet. It was wonderful. It was semi-blissful. Not hearing stories here and there other than Jamarcus Russell being 300 pounds or 
that DMAC might not be the great pick that he was just because the Raiders picked him? Well, here we go again. <laughs> it's never a dull moment, and you always have to be ready, Raider Nation, to break out the Tums. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Javon freaking Walker. <laughs> or as my new phrase for him would go, Javon, I'm using a walker right now for the moment until training camp. I, I hope. I hope. Well, here you go. You've heard the story. The clown was in Las Vegas. Now, here's a young man, a Stanford grad, no less. <laughs> I don't know if that means a whole lot because you can imagine the toga potters that they've had there. But you'd think that you'd have enough sense as a player. And I mean, really, you're a multimillionaire. You're flaunting your bling everywhere. You got your $100,000 watch. I don't know anybody who has, I don't know anybody who knows anybody who has a, a $100,000 watch. Um, and I don't know what to say about that, but I just think that that's kind of a, a picture really into Javon's real thing. He's a young man and evidently a lost young man who needs some serious counseling. And I hope that he sits his skinny little ass in front of Al Davis and Al Davis gives him the man up, you bitch speech. Uh, or you ain't going to get paid, partner. And that's basically it. Nothing. And I mean, nothing good happens after three o'clock in the morning. And obviously, after spraying people with bottles of, that's right, you guessed it. <laughs> yes. Um, what was it? Very expensive champagne. Dom Perignon. That's what it was. 125 a bottle. Let's just show our opulence, flip out this ugly wad of cash as you pay people left and right. You are the hero. You are the flaunting idiot that is Javon freaking Walker. Well, rest assured, Raider Nation, there's one thing for sure. This is not the first hangover he's had and won't be the last. It certainly isn't the first beating he's had and it won't be the last. It certainly isn't the first incident with police, with uh, guns, with <laughs> investigators, with all that crap. Considering his very best friend died in his arms not too long ago while he was wearing a Bronk Ho uniform. Did he possibly think that coming to the Silver and Black was a free license to be an idiot? No. The Silver and Black isn't about being an idiot. The Silver and Black is about taking your aggressions and frustrations out on the opposing team. Them, as you would say. I'd have to say this. Javon freaking Walker. What the fuck? Get a clue. The franchise here... Depends on your skinny little ass, and you're letting us all down. And as the nation goes, and as the nation knows, there are several opinions on the Javon freaking Walker situation, but there's only one really way to look at it. Nothing good happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. Keep your skinny little ass in your hotel room. Gamble at a casino. Have a hoe come to your room. Shit, have 10 hoes come to your room. They could do a dance, you know, and, and whatever else right there. 
in the privacy of your suite, Mr. $100,000 Watch. And you don't have to go looking for him at whatever club you might have been at that you didn't want to say you were at, that is just strictly speculation that you were at, and they didn't mug you and drag you down to the parking lot. Things don't happen that way, Javon. If they were going to mug you and do that, they'd drag you out to a hole in the desert. We'd still be wondering, where is Javon freaking Walker? So one thing to say to you, my friend, my young friend with all the money, wise up, mature up, sack up, and smarten up. You're a Raider now, and this horse shit, unless you're doing it on the field, unless you're making 35 TDs a year, then you better keep your ass in your room and have hoe delivery, if you know what I'm saying. And that's all I have to say about that guy's cracked up face. Because there's nothing else that other people like to see is that, well, they want to make the world a better place and punch a pompous ass that flaunts his money in the face. All right, man. Had to go off on that one. Walker, I hope you're okay. I hope you can come back to the team and all is well with you. Uh, but you deserve the beating. I'm glad it didn't kill your ass, like I said, and put you in a hole in the desert. So there you go. OTAs, yes, the organized team activities. That is true. Jerry McDonald is a great writer, and he's a Raider fan. Um, I don't even know if he's really a Raider fan, but he sure writes like one. He's very unbiased. He does call it like he sees it. And in that, I have a lot of faith in him. I've never made him the asshole of the week. He is a great writer, like I said, and he just tells it like it is. And that's what we like to do right here on the Raider Nation podcast, as you well know. So let's see now. Highlights from Thursday's organized team activities. Okay, this is the last time the media is going to see the Raiders as a group until they convene in Napa July 25th. That's the starting of the training camp, and boy, it's going to be something. Cornerback Michael Waddell intercepted an Andrew Walter pass on a dead run and returned it for the big TD as the final play of the season. First team offense avoided a turnover, but don't didn't manage to move into position for even a field goal attempt during their two-minute drill. This is a problem we had last season, and it doesn't look very good right now at this point. But it's way early. We have a whole training camp to go. A Jamarcus Russell pass bounced off the hands of running back Justin Fargus on a fourth down play, and they needed this play. And it's not uncommon for that to happen. We've seen it before. Uh, Justin, sometimes those hot balls, you know, and, and that's another thing that Russell's doing. He's throwing some very, very uh, highly uh, deadly <laughs> passes. With, he's got some, some magic on there. So Justin's going to have to catch those balls because it's important. But let's just hope DMC can definitely catch those. He's got great hands, and I think that he will be the guy for those type of plays. 
He goes on to say, midway through the two-minute drill, defensive tackle Tardell Sands was looking for shade, bent over uh, his waist near a hydraulic lift machine, gasping for air. Ugh. Sands is back to practice after missing last week's OTAs due to a personal matter. Well, you know what? Personal matter, I understand you got a personal matter, Sands. You have never been able to play for four quarters. You have never been able to have enough gas to make it to the end. And, you know, quite honestly, I think Tardell Sands is a waste of money. And I think they should ship his out-of-shape ass to another team where he can eat and eat and eat and not do much else but stand there and try to just look like he's doing something. The guy just doesn't get it. Okay, I can't go on anymore. That's about as much as I can rant right now. Free safety, Gabriel Wilson, missed practice for the second straight week with another personal matter. Hmm. Which arose Monday, Kiffin said. So, you know, right off the bat, we're looking at Gabriel Wilson missing practice for the second straight week. Now, here's a guy who just came to the team. I understand he's a defensive player. However, he needs to get a load of our cover zero defense. It's not something easy. He's used to come from a different system. Better get his ass in camp, and I mean right away. The only upside was Wilson's practice gave fourth-round pick Tavon Branch. Remember how we got him work with the first team. Of course, as Kiffin said, it's been really great to see him. He sees an opportunity. What happens um, when someone's away, you give somebody else the reps. That's kind of a dig at uh, Gabriel, I think. But uh, he also says Tavon's done a great job, although <laughs> none of the major people watching saw anything good happen with Branch, really, because he's struggling coverage during most of the media sessions. Okay, He's known as a big hitter and a tackler, and he do great on special teams. But as far as a defensive back, he has a long way to go. During one team session, Russell saw an opening and ran up the middle for a 12-yard gain, prompting an exasperated Keith Millard to chastise his defensive lineman. 12 yards by Russell, the biggest thing on the field. Could you miss it? I don't think so. This doesn't bode well for our defensive line when Russell can run 12 yards up the middle off tackle. Oh, gosh. Oh. And, of course, Keith Millard's ass is on the line, and he's saying, come on, guys, get it together. Ugh. Kiffin agreed with the assessment of, of the people that played, and but he did say he did people didn't realize how mobile Russell truly is, and noted I think they forgot how it, how hard it is to bring him down too. There's a lot of plays in college where guys were just draped all over him, and they could not bring this guy's down because of his size and strength. Rookie Trevor Scott was getting work with the first team at at right end, although it should note it should be noted that the Raiders they were substituting. A lot of people in there liberally, so it doesn't mean he's going to get a position, but at least he's got an opportunity to play. Fourth-round pick, Armin Shields is not practicing. He's got a hamstring pull. Bad news for him too early. He's been out since rookie minicamp, and it puts him behind the rookie, Shillings, a seventh-round pick, similar size, um, but he's had some small, solid moments. So this guy may, might give this Chaz fella an opportunity to shine and that's good for us because uh, we got to see everybody's talent before we cut people at the end of training camp. 
Kiffin said it put him in a bad situation, though, and it puts him behind right away. That's a shame because injuries will do that to you. But, of course, he'll be back in time for training camp, and they'll give him an opportunity again to show his goods. With both Kirk Morrison and Thomas Howard missing practice with previous engagements, it meant a lot of practice time for Ricky Brown and John Alston, both hoping to be reserve linebackers or special teams players, which I have no doubt. Alston prompted a brief sideline scuffle with a hit of Drew Carter outside the line. No contact. Ooh. Chris McFoy beat Chris Johnson in a 7-on-7 drill and hauled in a perfectly thrown corner round from Walter. Yeah, you go, Andrew, baby. Prompting a playful head slap by McFoy. It was great. Tight end Tony Stewart, who was active for 16 games but did not catch a single pass last season, made several catches one day, including one difficult juggling grab. I must say this about the Raiders, that our tight ends are awesome. We have Madsen, of course. Um, we've got some great doggone tight ends. Uh, and Zach Miller, of course, is going to bring it in big time. Um, and I just have no doubt that our tight ends are going to be an integral part of this team, and that's why we have some depth right there at that position. Thank goodness. Free safety, Hiram Eugene made a nice break on a Walter pass intended for McFoy and broke up the play. Jared Cooper, woo, Coop, apparently is fully recovered from ACL surgery and was back on the field with no restrictions. Oh, I love it. Guy is a true Raider. Um, he's a hitting son of a gun, too. So uh, always quick to apply a needle to a teammate. Coop Duker's, Cooper's target Wednesday was Johnny Lee Higgins. Oh, man, Cooper was on him. You got to know this character, man. Cooper is funny, and you know he's, he's going to – once he gets on, you better forget it. He was yelling, hey, Higgins, make a play, Cooper said. Later, Cooper urged Russell, throw it to Higgins. He hasn't made a play in two weeks. Oh, he's throwing shots left and right. Center Jake Rove, who hasn't practiced through many camps and OTAs following an off-season surgery, looks more bulky, but Kiffin believes his weight is well distributed. In other words, he's fat. Jake's doing extremely well um, with what he can do as far as weight room and rehab is concerned, Kiffin said. We've got a lot of expectations for Jake to come in and battle for that starting spot at center. I don't think there'll be much of a battle. I think that he'll get the job unless he's fully injured. Chris Morris is back working with the first team at center, giving way to John Wade last week. There you go. John Wade's in there, too. Justin Griffin missed practice to run a sports youth camp, of course. Tony Jackton getting most of the workout at fullback. Orrin O'Neill remains sidelined with a hamstring pull. That's a bummer. We need him in there, watching from the sidelines. Marcus Tuiasosopo. Here's a surprise. He looks as if he could challenge Walter for the starting job. Operating an offense which is way more suited to his skill set, the systems run by Norv Turner and Art Shell and Tom broke back Idaho. Walsh. In other words, Tui had no hope under those two coaching regimes and hoping maybe to get a new look here at Kiffin's camp and his style of offense. Kiffin said he did a real good job, especially the moving the ball situations, moving the ball around and getting it to the right people, Kiffin says. It feels like he's been here a long time. Well, shit, too, he has been here a long time before he left. Five years, baby. That's a long time. Not even being in there. Well, I guess he started twice. 
That must have been uh, a problem with Shell and Walsh, though. Not enough move-the-ball situations and too many instances of drop back and look for a soft place to land. No shit. Kevin continued uh, to laud Russell's preparation and his work ethic and said he's working hard mentally and physically. I have everything on DVD, and I watch it at home myself, Russell said. Everything runs steps or pass settings, anything that I can do to become good. I'm doing my homework over and over, and I'm doing it all over myself. Plan to, to getting some rest and relaxation and time out for a little bit, um, but he wouldn't overdo that, joking that stories would serve as that he's backed up to 300 pounds. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty funny. The Raiders opted to make Wednesday's session open, keeping their final session out of the prying eyes of the media. Raiders spokesman confirmed that it would be no confirmation of Jamar Markin getting into town Wednesday night and that Walker would not be available for interviews on Thursday. So, there you go. That's from a guy who really sees this team. You know, I think some of the things that flipped me out about this were Sands. Turdell Sands. Turd is the word that I say. Turdell Sands. Um, He's really never come up to his great expectations as a center. Center man. He's not doing it. He's in the center, standing there like a rock. He's got to be able to get some more push up the center, and that's not happening because he is gassed constantly. There's not a time when I've seen him when he hasn't been gassed when he's played for us. I know he's a big guy, but come on. Missing practice and then not working out? It's blatantly obvious that he didn't do jack because the big lard ass was out of shape when he came back to camp. He has to put some effort. If you're going to pay this guy, he's making millions of dollars. And we need him more now than ever. And this is the effort we get. Hate to say it, but I've always thought this about this cat because he just never really got it. Gave him the benefit of the doubt the first year. And then other than that, Forget it. So I don't expect much out of that guy. The fact that, of course, Marcus Tuyas' up was good doesn't surprise me. He always has been pretty doggone good in practice. We'll see what happens when he gets out there. I still have a hope for Andrew Walter, and I hope that he can get in there and show what he's got and give him an opportunity because a guy can throw a ball not only hard, fast, long, but accurate. And I think that's what we need here big time. It's good to see our receivers catching up and Javon freaking Walter, whatever. I don't give a shit if they re-interview the guy or not. He's in my doghouse as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's all I got to say about him. Let us get down now to the bone line where you are bad to the bone. Throw your takes out here, folks. Get them on the Renovation Podcast. Uh, Like I said before, man, we love hearing them, and I'm sure everybody else does too. It's cool. It's fun. Get on here. What else have you got to do until the season starts? So put down that barbecue rib and get on the bone line. You know what I'm saying. Here it is. Raider Nation, this is Arkansan Raider. Hey, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Hey, um, this 
freaking thing with J Javon Walker? <laughs> ah, Javon Walker, you freaking idiot! Oh, oh! Hey, it's all right, though. It's all right. Remember what happened when we lost Dan Pastorini to, you know, a broken leg or whatever the crap it was, and his backup took us to the Super Bowl? All right, I know this is a different situation, but they're already saying that Drew Carter was looking better than Javon Walker anyway. Um, this may be a blessing in disguise. All right, I hate that we threw all that money at Javon Walker, and that really sucks and everything, but Drew Carter was looking pretty good, according to all the reports we've been reading. So don't get your heads hanging down over this thing with Javon Walker. I mean, it really sucks. I mean, he couldn't even step on the field to get an injury. But anyway, um, I mean, we, we still have a pretty deep wide receiver core right now. Anyway, take care. Arkansan Raider, out! Arkansan Raider. I'm surprised you're not floating down the Mississippi, Padna. There's more rain and broken, <laughs> broken levees than it, there was in all of Louisiana. Man, everybody's flooding out down there. It's going to be a big mess. My heart goes out to you and your comrades in arms that are all over the place down there, whoever they're fans of. Uh, that sucks, and it's brutal, so just take care of yourself. I love your take on Walker. I love your positiveness. It, it's what makes the Raider Nation great. Uh, you got to lift the rest of us up, partner. That's exactly it. Because right now all I see is a bruised-up, battered bitch. <laughs> was just in the wrong place because <laughs> he put his dumb ass there. Okay, I'm not going any further than that. Thanks for the bone line, brother. Keep them coming. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Young Raider. I watched a video on YouTube about Jamarcus Russell being the king of comebacks. Well, if this is true, I think Lane Kiffin is literally going to have to shove the two-minute drill down Russell's throat because... I have the Raiders going 7-9 and nine this year. And I think a lot of those teams that we beat are going to be come from behind wins. Uh, some people have them going 8-8. Eight and eight. I know some people even going 10-6, and six, but 7-9 and nine looks pretty realistic. I think the first half of our schedule are teams that we're probably going to beat, but we have to learn to win. That's the biggest thing that uh, we have to do as <clears throat> the Oakland Raiders. Uh, as far as Darren McFadden being the next Adrian Peterson, uh, I don't really expect that. I think Adrian Peterson is a force, a force definitely to be reckoned with. I think that uh, Run DMC, he's going to be a guy who's going to do most of his threatening in the passing game. I do expect him to be the rookie of the year, but he probably won't be merely because he's a Raider. Let's just be honest. They hate us. Uh... Russell and McFadden, these are guys that are obviously the big names of this offense. But it's Zach Miller that's going to be give this offense some consistency. It's truly, he's truly a beast. I mean, look at that last San Diego game with Russell. I think eight catches. That's just consistency. That's all we really need right now. So, I, I, again, I expect the Raiders to go 7-9. and nine. I really hope we can do it. Go Raiders. Young Raider. Seven and nine. I say six and ten. Now, the way things are going right now, you know it's got to change as the season goes on. This Javon Walker thing kind of pisses me off. The fact that we have so many people out of camp really pisses me off. And we do need to improve away games big time, big time. 
If we don't do it, we're going to be screwed. We need to beat people away and their home. That's what separates the good teams from the great teams. Zach Miller is the man. I met him when he first got drafted. I just looked at him and he said, oh, this is the kid. And he is. Consistency is exactly what he is. Matter of fact, he's a refreshing consistency in throughout the entire game at times. He is a bright light on the team for sure, and I have to go with that up for sure. I don't know. And as far as uh, you, you encouraged about our offense, our offensive receiving core, uh, <laughs> Javon, I'm using a walker at this point. <laughs> Could be in training camp. Let's just hope that his bell hasn't been rung too much and he can still see with those eyes of his that have been popped out a couple times. Um, please. Please. Thanks for the bone line, brother. Young Raider, always keep them coming. And, uh, well, you know, we appreciate your partner. Hey, Raider Greg. This is Big Bad HVAC Miller. Representing Lake Elsinore in Southern California, the Raider Nation is strong. I just want to say, this year when we start off kicking the crap out of these donkeys, we're going to knock these dudes and we're going to ride them all the way down, all the way down here to Lake Elsinore, and we're going to have a big old party in my pad. You know, once we kick the crap out of these donkeys and then we roll into Kansas and we just hand those Chiefs a big old beating like we did when we took all their land over here in America, you know, that, that's just what's going to happen. I hate everybody in the NFL. Raiders rule. Bye. I think it's H.V. Miller. I didn't catch it all, but I tried to. But I know Miller is in there. Miller Gorilla is down on the donk hose out there in Lake Elsinore, man. I know that lake. I've been to that lake. I've seen it. And, man, Lake Elsinore is pretty cool. Um, got some good friends that live there. I lived not too far from there for years. And Sage over there by Hemet. So there you go. Um a long way from Los Angeles, but not too long to drive for a football game. Lake Elsinore rocks, man. And thank you for calling in on the bone line. Don't be afraid. Get on the line. It's good. And we will beat the Chiefs like they owe us money. We're going to beat them. Going to beat them bad. <laughs> we better beat them twice, too, because they're pissing me off. Just the way they're talking right now. And Herm Edwards, get out. Thanks for the bone line, brother. What's up, Greg? It's just a whole lot more money involved. Westside Pirate Radio. Hey, Greg, thanks for uh, reading my article. Uh, show 196, three major suspected areas uh, from my column, the Westside Pirates treasure map on RaiderNews.com. Yes, Ori is the publisher, and I'm his uh, leading in leading columnist uh, there on Raider News, and uh, I enjoyed listening to you giggle and bust up over that. Yeah, unbelievable, man. I mean, uh, uh, they're going to throw out the same cats out there, the same jerseys as last year that didn't stop the run, and uh, we're going to be much better this year, but uh, no doubt about it, we are going to see teams move the chains on the ground versus uh, this defense once again. You know, In fact, uh, look for my latest article. Jabril Wilson, our fourth linebacker, I, I break down why it is that Jabril Wilson is going to be playing uh, our fourth linebacker in a 4-4 cover one uh, more often than uh, than any of us would care to see. That's when they bring the strong safety down 
as the eighth man in the box and attempt to stop the run because, plain and simply, the front seven is not getting it done. And we will see this team struggle uh, against the run this year, plain and simply. Uh, yeah, Greg, man, I really enjoy your show. Uh, once upon a time, we could all talk, uh, call in and talk on Sports Talk Radio in the Bay Area, the old Ticket 1050. Um, they invited me down to those studios one summer when they introduced Bill Callahan as head coach, and uh, it was no surprise for me to see them bring that all to an end, uh, being that the Ticket 1050 was, uh, you know, in the heart of San Francisco. So uh, your show is a real rare gem, and uh, uh, I really enjoy it. So, hey, Greg, uh, big ups and uh, uh, propers. I'm throwing out a uh, uh, a uh, quick promotional thing on our website, RaiderNews.com. Of course, uh, my column, the Westside Pirates treasure map, uh, putting it down for the Raider Nation, always lobbying the team where we're weak. Okay, Greg, Raider on, my friend. Westside Pirates. Westside Pirate is the man. He is very, very smart. You can tell this man knows his football. Very, very sharp Raider fan. Knows the whole happenings of this team, and he is fully right. Gabriel Wilson will be the extra linebacker in the box. When they traded for him, or excuse me, when they picked him up in free agency, that's the first thing I thought, is he needs to be in there to stop the run. I thought that the first thing because we didn't pick anybody else up to do anything about it. And, yes, we are going to get burned on the run anyway, but it shouldn't be as bad. I'm hoping that he'll be able to plug the dike until we can get a couple more defensive linemen in there to shove up that hole. But for this season, he's going to be the man in the middle. He's going to be the man in the eight, the eighth man in the box because we need him, and we need his hard-hitting and we need him because he can tackle. And those things are very, very, very important. Now, as far as Huff goes, Huff Daddy. And let me talk about this, too, just so I'm going to go out on a tangent. Huff and stuff, better get it together. One interception. Now he has an opportunity with D'Angelo Hall, Asamoa, Cabril. He's got a shot here at making some big things happen. But I want to see Huff and Puff blow some shit up. And I ain't talking about just hitting somebody and grabbing a little bit, let him ankle tackle. I'm talking about a Debril Wilson hit across the chest enough to take your life away and see your ancestors before your head hits the ground. That's what I'm talking about, Michael Huff and stuff. Yeah, so Huff Daddy, you got to step it up a notch or two. You did get better last season, but I'm talking about your tackling, partner. You better put some huff and puff and blow some mofo up this year. We're talking about hard hitters, and if you don't do it, I hope they get rid of your ass too because we went out big to get you. I remember that draft pick like it was yesterday. What's up, Raider Nation podcast? This is Maverick King, a.k.a. Raider Rico, and, man, I am pumped, pumped to have McFadden in the Pumped after Marcus throwing the ball, and man, I think we can do some serious damage this coming season. But you know, it really depends on the injuries because we can be a good team. I don't think, uh, like Greg said, that we can maybe dethrone the Chargers list. But I definitely think we can do some damage. But you know, you have Walker, you have uh, Tommy Kelly, guys that can be really good players, but kind of depends on their health issues. So 
you know, we have the potential to be good, but, you know, we'll see if we can follow in on that. But, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to the season opener against the Broncos. And as soon as I go, ooh, I'm going to be sad. I'll see you guys in the tailgate party then. Me and my sister are going to come down for that, and we'll have a great time there. You guys do a great job. Randy and Greg, I love your show. You guys do an amazing job. Too bad this wasn't on the radio. It would be a lot more easier to listen to. But, you know, well, I'll take what I can get. You know, iTunes ain't that bad. But <laughs> anyway, you guys do a great job. I love listening to the show. And I'll continue to listen. All right, I'm out. And Raider Rico comes in. Raider Rico, it's nice to hear from you, partner. We saw you last year. I think it was last year we saw you at training camp. We'll probably see you again there this year if you show up and uh, hopefully get together, have a cocktail beverage out there at the Napa facility. Um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the season can't be any, you know, we've got a new direction. Darren frickin' Fadden is on his way. I think he's going to be a great addition, and we should have some exciting plays, some positive, exciting Blow your mind plays. And that's what I'm looking forward to is some of that stuff to break out this season. You got a great, you know, great attitude. And I think the nation should have the same attitude. And I know you're going to be at the Brock Hose game. Bring your sister, of course. And we're going to be there having beverages and all good eats, good friends. We'll get on the video, Red Nation video cast. Uh, we have a blast, man. And anybody that can make it, like I said before, man, you guys can make it. Get on down there. Get on the show. It's a kick in the ass. So uh, get on in there, Ray Rico, and keep hitting the bone line because we need it, Padna. Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sean Dog. Just wanted to give you a quick call and say congratulations on a great anniversary show. That was a lot of fun. I've been listening uh, pretty much this past season. I found you guys, and uh, I wish I had found you sooner because uh, you guys keep me going. The work that you and Randy do is just awesome. I love it. Like I said, brother, it gets me through these dull times, and I know the countdown is coming. I checked the uh, website just to make sure I'm counting correctly, and, man, I'm getting excited. But, uh, again, keep it coming, brothers. The nation loves it. We can tell in your voice that you enjoy what you do, too, and you know how much that means. Man, that means a lot to us. So keep it rocking. Randy, again, great job on the show. And, uh, uh, <laughs> Greg, that's great news, man. Even on NP to the motherfucking R, Neil Conan's a baseball fan, but I just thought it was uh, uh, great that uh, he had a, a football guy on there, not only a football guy, the football guy representing the nation as you do so well. Thanks again. Love you guys. Love the show. And go Raiders! Sean Dog, One of our biggest fans out there, man. Sean Dog, That's cool, man. We appreciate your props, man. You are sincere. Sincere. And hey, man, <laughs> just the fact that, you know, you like the show so much, you know, I, I can't tell you. Uh, in words, it doesn't come out right. Um, we appreciate it, Randy and I. Um, we do this for the fans and we might like to hear the feedback like that. It makes us know that we're going in the right direction and, uh, entertaining because that's what it's about. Keeping the Raider fans, not only informed, but at least get some smiles and giggles going on, no matter what's happening with the team. So we thank you, Sean, for listening in and getting down on the bone line. I know that you will be down there at the tailgates too. You got to get on in there, Sean dog. 
and we're going to tip a beer. You know what I'm saying. So, okay, Raider Nation, there it is. Raider Nation podcast comments forum section is next. Wayward John comes in. It's a shame what happened to Javon Walker. Firstly, that he was a victim of a strong arm robbery, but more unbelievably, that he put himself in a position for that to happen. What kind of person parties all night carrying a fat wad of cash and as much jewelry as the Queen of England, making himself an easy target, a guy without the confidence to live the Wyatt life the way he should? Amen, brother. The worst part about the whole situation is that you would think that he would understand the terrible things that can happen to those that flaunt their wealth too much. It was less than two years ago when his best friend, Darrett Williams, was shot to death and died in his arms. No shit. (laughs) If he didn't get that message to change his lifestyle and make better decisions the first time, I pray that he does this time and it's a great wake-up call. The latest reports have him being ready for training camp. I hope he is also mentally ready to take his life in the next direction or to the next level. Amen, brother. Well, here's some more on the Waka. Javon, I'm using a Waka story. LB Rada comes in with, Walker won't let us down. I have faith. LOL, just because he got little bumps and bruises. <laughs> They'll mean nothing. He'll be ready. Bring on the donkeys on Monday Night Football. Well, I hope so, too. I think he will. You know, he's a tough guy. He's got to be a tough guy. He came from the neighborhood, man, I'm telling you. Okay, here's somebody. Lou Dog comes in. If Walker lets the nation down, every hater will be talking shit. <laughs> you see? I know, man. Ludog, I feel you, partner. I'm sure what happened to him was done by someone who was hating. Oh, he needs to focus on football right now and prepare himself for the opening game against the Bronx Hose, that's for sure. Well, I don't know if they're hating him. They probably hated his attitude. Just imagine a guy flaunting all the money, all the bling, and spraying champagne. Can you guys imagine his attitude? What he's like, that pompous ass. You know, get a freaking grip, Javon. I'm using a walker. I can't believe it. You deserve to have them busted eyes right now. I hope you look in the mirror, remind your punk ass that you got to get it straight, buddy. Okay, Oakland Raiders 84, Juan Jorge. Walker should be ready by training camp. This should be a wake-up call. You got the dollars. Now protect yourself with it and have fun with it. Uh, No one's telling you not to have a good time and party, but lighten it up, partner. We got the Broncos in a little over two months. It's coming quick. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's Gabriel Wilson. (laughs) I love it. Oh, dude. Right on, Juan Jorge. Greater Frank come in with, mark my words, this is not the last time we're going to hear about walkers, injuries, off-the-field issues, and the like. 
I hope for the Raiders' sake, I'm wrong. Go Raiders. Raider Frank. Man, I can't wait to see you. Potnet's coming soon, man. We're going to see you at the tailgate. Okay, here's what Raider Mike has to say. God, I hope you're wrong, because if you're right, then we will have a big, long-ass year ahead of us. Because as you all know, what happened with our Moss and all his distraction along on the radio shows, talking shit about the team and stuff, and then national TV, oh gosh, leaning back on the bench, acting like he's so bored and miserable, I will never forget that image. It's burning in my memory. So if Jay Walker, Jay, Javon, I need to use a walker, does similar things like that on and off the field when we don't need him, we don't need him at all. I think we should package a deal with Lamont, Lamont Jordan (laughs) and Javon. I'm using a walker and a second round pick for Chad Johnson or or, or Burris, either one. Amen, Raider Mike. I said, damn, that's that's straight. That's straight stuff, and you make some sense. Perfect. Colorado Chris comes in. Tuck rule game is on the NFL Network. Off to bed. I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> hey, Colorado Chris, uh, I like that picture of you in that, uh, what is it, a trout? I, I Looks like a sardine. Yeah. I know I can catch a bass with a with a beer can and a hook. I'd like to see you do it. Come on out here to California. We'll see how many bass you can catch. Hey. <laughs> oh, Raider Frank, I can't wait to see you, man. It's going to be good. Can't wait to see you, Chris. All you fans coming to the Raider Nation tailgate this year, let me just pop off because I'm going to go on a tangent. I love you, mother... Okay, you know what I mean. You guys are the bomb... And I just dig it when I can have you to my home. That's my home. I make that temporary parking lot place our home. Randy and I do. And we welcome all of you to the tailgate down there. Um, It's going to be a great time. If you can make it, I hope this is our turnaround year. At least we hope we see some light at the end of the tunnel, like Juan Jorge says. And I hope we can rock the house like I know we can. We got the players for it. I just hope these clowns get their shit together. Javon, I'm using a walker. Please. One more thing. Um, Raider Wild comes in here. Uh, he talks about Adam Scheffner. Yes, Adam, he calls him Adam Theffner, the U Hefner of my life. <laughs> that weasel rat mole whose friend is Shanorat. I'm guessing he's going to break a news exclusive and come out with some allegations that people who mugged him were Raider fans. That rugged uh, Javon, I'm using a walker. I mean, a Broncos bandwagoner would have hated Javon for going to the Raiders, but those Bronco fans never resort to violence. Adam Thefter, the mile high, <laughs> you after, is going to come out and say that the gang or Covey of hardcore Raider fans, extremists were making sure that Javon was in training camp and in shape for the upcoming season. All Raider fans are thugs. That's how he thinks, anyway. <laughs> he comes out to say, man, I just flat out hate Thefner. Always getting the facts wrong. I don't think so. And he comes in with, of course, and a lot of times he gets the facts right. That's why he hates to admit it. He deals with idiots and, and most blood-sucking like venomous within the Raider Nation who dare to sabotage and snitch their way to people 
on the other side of the mountains. Yeah, he does get some inside scoops that are pretty dirty. I just hope that this season will be a dark black silver storm for Adam Thefner on the horizon of his beloved Rocky Mountains. <laughs> well, Thefner, there's no hope for the Bronc hose. Broke back in 2008. Raiders going to win their division. Yeah, boy! Good one. Okay, Raider Nation, there's not a whole lot of other news. You know, we're going to have dead space until the 25th of July when training camp will start. We'll get a little bit of information. We'll find out, of course, Javon Walker, what the hell's going on with him for sure because, you know, that guy, um, <laughs> that barber to get his skinny little ass to camp. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the Raider Nation podcast. This show, of course, in these times of lean and mean, no news. Oh, my gosh. We try to get things to you as long as something's happening. Yeah, well, this is a time of year we got absolutely too much time to do everything else and no time to watch football because there is no football. So until next show, this is Raider Greg. Wishing you all a great summer. Have fun. Don't drink and drive. And I am out.